Hello, everybody. Welcome back to At the Table uh, without Brittany and only am I. <laughs> um, oh, this is so weird. I feel so sad and lonely. Uh, so I had to break some. Uh, be, be, what am I trying to say? Be the bearer of bad news. Um, unfortunately, I actually kicked Brittany off of the podcast because she's just not funny enough. So I have to carry the team on my back and my back is just really tired. So I had to kick her off. It was, it was time. I'm just kidding. She, um, okay. I'm just going to be real. I'm just going to be completely honest. We honestly just haven't gotten a chance to get together and record because she's been really busy. I've been really busy. That's a lie. She's been really busy, but, um, so I apologize for that. I'm sure she apologizes too. But she will be back next week, I promise. Don't worry. I know you're like, just Maya. Um, but yeah, it's just me today. And I feel so weird because I'm just alone talking to myself. Ugh, okay. Um, so obviously today's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, I have really wanted to make a, like record a podcast of this topic. Um for a month or so and I just have been holding off and I literally only have one more chance to do so I think that's because next episode is gonna be November weird um and I think that the reason why I haven't wanted to talk about this or make a podcast about it is because I'm scared that it's not gonna be what people want to hear and it's kind of very a very vulnerable topic for me um so but I think I'm like okay well what am I gonna talk about this week you know like what do I have to say that's gonna be good enough for them to hear and I'm just not gonna worry about that I'm not gonna worry about being funny enough or having good content or good stories and whatever so if you have bad feedback for this episode honestly don't tell me (laughs) because I just want to, I don't care what people think about this episode. I'm just doing it because it means a lot to me and I have a little bit of a platform, you know, like a different way of telling or showing people how much this means to me. Um, So I'm going to take advantage of that. And if people don't like that, then I I am sorry, but just come back next week. (sighs) I'm really nervous, but just got to get it over with. And my pizza is going to be done in two minutes, so I might have to stop this. Okay, so... Many of you may or may not have known this, but um, my dad passed away in April of 2018, so a couple years ago. Um, he was 44, 40, 46, 40, mid 40s. He was he was old, and he he has been he'd been through a lot in life. Um, you know, he didn't have a perfect childhood. He wasn't a perfect kid, and he had some rough patches as an adult, I will say. And um, he found himself in a relationship that was toxic from the beginning, from the start. And I was there to witness all of it, as well as, you know, my siblings and my families. They, everybody was witnesses from the outside. And that doesn't mean that they weren't impacted as much as I was, but I was more so from the inside because uh, there was no way I could like, get away. I was young. So he found himself in a toxic relationship, and that relationship became abusive. And this may shock you, but she 
the woman. Oh, that's my pizza. Hold on. Okay, sorry. He was in an abusive relationship, and shockingly enough, uh, she was his abuser. It was physical. It was mental. It was verbal. It was everything in the books. Um, Obviously, I didn't see everything or, you know, hear all their arguments and whatnot, but um, everybody knew, you know, and it, it was known, um, you know, there were times that police were involved and whatnot, and one night it just got too far, and, um, she did end up killing him, um, and that was in April of 2018, and, um, I don't know if I can say this, but, uh, she's not in jail, uh, because she did plead self-defense. And I think it's just really hard for me to get over it because I was there that night and I, I don't know what happened. I really don't. All I know is that in the past, there has been violence coming from her end. And it really, really hurt me. I mean, it still, you know, affects me to this day. But so anyway, I just, I just wanted to, that was a big part of my life, but it doesn't define me. It's not who I am. I am this, I'm so proud of myself. I'm amazing. I'm in school. I've got a new position at work. I have my own place. Like, I'm doing good. But now I feel like that bad thing happened, so I need to use what I have now to kind of um, bring it to light and maybe help people that are in the same situation or are witnessing the same situation. I've never been in an abusive relationship so everything that I'm saying, the advice that I'm saying for somebody who's in a relationship, abusive relationship, I know it's easier said than done. I understand that because I, you know, me and my family told my dad plenty of times, like, just leave, like, just don't let her come back, you know, right? It's, it's that easy. No, it's not. There's a lot of manipulation that comes with toxic relationships, toxic abusive relationships. And the person that is being abused tends to lose sight of that. It's like when you're blind in love, you know? There's, you don't see what people see from the outside looking in. I want to talk about this to people because I want them to know that there are options, that there are ways to escape and there are there is a better life out there and I can't just continue and dwell on the fact that I didn't do anything to help my dad for God's sake I was 15 16 years old come on like there's no way I could have done anything so I think now I'm trying to help someone else see how they can be helped because Um, that will just make me feel like I'm saving somebody's life, honestly. Even if it's just them telling me that they're in this situation. I want to show them and and let them know that there are options. You know, there there are women's shelters. And I know that um, when you're in an abusive relationship, the abuser tends to isolate their victim. So the victim pushes their friends away, pushes their family away. That way they don't have anybody to run to. But it's really, really important to just take a step back if you're in this situation and think about who did I have? 
before I pushed them away? Who did I have before my abuser took me away from them? And I am sure that there is some peace in their heart that wants to help you still. So don't be embarrassed. Don't be afraid to go to them if you need to talk, if you need a place to stay or something. I wish I had like, you need to do this, this, and this to leave an abusive relationship. I don't. There's there's nothing like that. And nothing is going to change unless you have the want for it to change. And you doing something is what's going to make something change. I feel like I'm kind of going on a tangent. But anyway, another point that I wanted to cross was my dad was a male. And his abuser was a female. This is... Not as common as the typical uh, male as the abuser, female as the victim. And I honestly, honestly think that that is a huge reason why as to, to why she was not charged with anything. It is really hard. Just take a step back and think about like if a man came up to his girlfriend at a bar and she was talking to a guy or something and just punched her, he would go to jail. He would be in jail, Absolutely. Now, if a woman went to a man at a bar, because she, her boyfriend, because he was talking to another girl and punched him, people would, like, cheer that on. People would, like, be like, oh, she's a badass, you know, like, stand up for yourself, or, you know what I mean? Like, there's a double standard, and it's so frustrating, because how I see it is I see person A verbally, mentally, physically abuses person B it doesn't matter what they look like how much they weigh how old they are their gender it does not matter to me all I see is this person is abusing this person and people lose sight of that so often and I just I know that there are relationships out there where it's the woman being the abuser but it's so normalized and it's so there I have tried I've done a TED talk on domestic violence and at the end I gave like resources or statistics for domestic violence everything that I could find was for women there was like statistics just one single one about a male being abused and I understand that it doesn't happen that often but it does and it's just gonna continue to be you know there's gonna be situations like mine who I, I can't recover from because I know it's not right. I know in my heart that that's not okay. But I'm using my platform to kind of open people's eyes and inform them that this happens. Granted, I, I'm, I'm sure there's so many people that are grateful that there are you know resources for women to escape their abusers, but there should be resources for everybody to escape their abusers. So I guess that I don't have that much advice for somebody in an abusive relationship, but I do have some advice for somebody who is seeing one evolve and happen. Uh, I was 16 years old when my dad was uh, in this relationship, and honestly, there was nothing that I could do. I was dumb and didn't do my research, whatever. I didn't know that this was not normal. This was not okay. Because, I mean, it was like my everyday. It was what what it was, you know. 
and because it seemed so okay is because my dad would just keep coming back going back to her allowing her back you know they would act normal again and so I was like okay well I guess I have to act normal so it is really it is so easy to get in that in that loop of believing somebody just based on their emotion and like how they act around them so I mean domestic violence goes unknown for people could be somebody could be in an abusive relationship for their whole relationship but when they go to like family gatherings or parties or whatever they seem happy they seem well put together they seem perfect so it is super easy to to believe that so always being aware of your surroundings and um, just little signals that are kind of off with your friend or family member one thing that has stuck with me since I've watched it I think it's called like American murder I don't know it was about the guy named Chris that murdered his wife and kids and I always see on TikTok like if it weren't for the woman's best friend who automatically knew that something was off with her friend because she wasn't texting her back she didn't hear from her you know it was just one little thing that she knew was off and she reported it to the police right away because she saw that this was odd this was weird and granted if she hadn't reported this to the police then Chris probably would have had more time to cover up what he did so just an example of paying attention being aware to your friends your family anybody another thing that maybe um, makes it a little bit harder on the victim is constantly questioning them why are you still in this relationship why are you allowing him to do this the question should be why is he doing this to you why is he allowed to do this? Why, you know, like, you don't want to put the blame on the victim because then they're like, you know what, maybe I deserve this. You know, I'm letting him do this. I'm allowing him to come back to me. And so it just digs a deeper hole for the victim to be in and they just can't get themselves out of. So try to be a little bit supporting and offer some solutions as to, ugh, comforting I don't know oh it's just hard it's a hard conversation to have but you get what I'm saying I I don't know what else to say I I honestly thought I would have my ducks more in a row but my ducks are not in a row honestly I I, like I think about I've thought about making this podcast and I feel like I know exactly what to say you know I've I know what I want to say it's it's been inside me for so long and now coming to it, I'm like, there's not much that I can say. I'm 20 years old. I've never been in an abusive relationship. I was 15, 16 years old when I witnessed one. I just hope that I can be somewhat useful in helping somebody, whether it be a victim or somebody who's witnessing this relationship happen, and just make it known. Uh, yeah, this is my last chance to do it the last tuesday of october and october is domestic violence awareness month so just so everybody knows that's why i'm doing this not just because i want to go on a tangent but anyway i really really wish that i had known the severity of the relationship and i wish i would have known that there were options i wish i would have known that there was people that i could go to that could handle this a little bit better than a 16-year-old. There's so much that I wish I could have done, and I can't 
go back and do that. It's, it's too late. And so that's why I'm doing this. So please don't hate me or be mean or anything, please. It's really unfair that I was put in this position to witness a terrible, terrible relationship. Me and my family and everybody who loved my dad, it's, it was not fair. And, and it's really sad because now we're the ones who have to live with it. This person took away like the center of our universe, quite honestly. And just to think that there was like something that I could have done. And that's what makes this so important to me. Because like the world lost such a beautiful, awesome, amazing person. And I just don't want that to happen to somebody else. I, I never wish it on even my most disliked person. I could never. It's terrible. He deserved better. And I deserve better. My whole family deserved better. Yet here we are almost four years later still trying to pick up the pieces and move on and learn how to get through this and honor my dad. And I think that this is just one big step for me in honoring my dad and bringing awareness to what took his life. So yeah, I apologize again if this isn't what you wanted to hear, but I, I, you know what? No, I don't apologize. Screw you if you didn't want to listen. Because you didn't have to. I told you you could have left earlier. Whatever. Anyway, I am going to eat my sweet potato crust pizza with chicken sausage now. It's been done for like 20 minutes. And I promise next week Brittany will be back. And thank you guys for listening. I, I, I mean it. I know this is super cringe and so weird. Ugh. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm going to leave some stuff in the description or, um, yeah, description of the podcast episode with some resources, phone numbers, anything like that for domestic violence. And, yeah, sweet, I guess. That's a wrap. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.